Welcome everyone to the Great Maker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying the summer. I mean, by the time this airs, we are going to be halfway through August almost, so the summer has just flown by. But I am very, very excited with for my guest today. Today, I am joined by none other than Levi Knight. Levi, how are you doing today? Doing very good. And crazy you mentioned the summer flying by because that's like how I feel like just been driving all over the place, getting more bookings and going with especially with AEW to all those shows like I've been busier than ever. It's cool. It's been quite the 2023 for you. I mean, I was going to ask about all that stuff later, but it seems, you know, like we're seeing you on, you know, dark. We're seeing you on ROH, all these different avenues. And like, it's great to see. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's cool to be there too, especially like when you get out in front of all those people and a bunch of them recognize you too, like especially in Regina there at, for that Ring of Honor taping, like my whole family was there and like a bunch of people were just yelling at me the whole time. They were cheering me. I'm like, hopefully this gets picked up on camera, right? <laughs> I mean, I'll bring up the ROH match a little later, but I mean, I wanted to touch on that. I mean, to be able to wrestle, I mean, in Regina, is it the Brandt Center? Yeah, it was the Brandt Center. So you're wrestling in the Brandt Center, the Regina's main arena there in front of family, friends, all of this. I mean, you wrestle so much in Saskatchewan as it is. I mean, that had to be such an incredible feeling. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Like, even just to be in front of like that many people is cool and winnipeg was like the craziest one that was the first AEW show i did and that was like even a bigger crowd and um i didn't like leading up to it i was like i don't know i don't really feel that nervous i'm ready to just go and wrestle then like i got to the back and i was like oh this is the most gassed i've ever been from like five minute match (laughs) just probably holding my breath the whole time i was out there but just the a massive adrenaline dump by the time you get back yeah. to the backstage. I was just looking around. I was like, yeah, this is a lot of people. But like, I didn't really bother me because I was in the ring. If I was just standing there, like, to like, not, I mean, like when I'm in my character, I just feel a lot more comfortable. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> I wasn't as nervous. Well, I mean, let's, let's start from the beginning. I mean, you are, you're Saskatchewan born and raised, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, what was little Levi Levi Knight getting up to growing up? You know, were you doing sports, anything like that? Uh, I played hockey growing up. Uh, that was like the big thing in my town. Mm-hmm. But my dad has always been watching wrestling since before I was born. So we were definitely doing a lot of wrestling with my brother. I've got a brother who's like two years younger than me, so he was always the punching bag a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> and. Uh, so, but he would, we would wrestle like just all over, like in my house and stuff. And I eventually got a few buddies that we'd wrestle too. And we had like, eventually we got a trampoline and we had a trampoline wrestling division there. And like, we we're just booking storylines and stuff. It was <laughs> lots of fun, but that was like what we got up to in that small town. Oh, I mean, it, 
it always amazes me when you hear about like, you know, backyard federations or like trampoline federations here in mm -hmm. Canada, because I mean, it seems like there were so many of them, but like nobody ever knew about them. Yeah, no, it was just, there was nobody ever to watch us. We just wrestled on the trampoline for, for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> just like storylines and everything just for, for fun. But that was how you pass the time in Carnduff, Saskatchewan. Yeah, I bet. I mean, what's the what's the population in Carnduff? It's about a thousand people. Okay, so it's yeah. There's not tons of mischief you can get up to there. Not really, but <laughs> lots of lots of wrestling at least with whoever you can find is like just like hey, like we we get some. There's like a smaller town uh, right by. So like when we get to high school, like all the kids from that town come to Carnduff too for school. So it's like, mm -hmm. all right, let's see who likes wrestling here or who I can get <laughs> get wrestling. And like one of one of my best buddies came from there and like I just started doing wrestling moves on him because he's kind of small. But <laughs> he just kind of I guess I guess like Stockholm syndrome, he started to like it. So then we started wrestling all the time. <laughs> what a way to indoctrinate someone into the professional wrestling just start you know yeah here's a headlock next thing you know you guys are watching raw together mm -hmm. yeah. do you remember like the earliest wrestling memory for you and if so what it was mm, well like i said like it's wrestling's like always been on like since i was born but one of the first things i remember is like undertaker and kane doing something just seeing that on the tv i was like that's cool i like undertaker <laughs> like undertaker's he's like my favorite guy i just yeah. liked him all growing up i had like the dvd of all undertaker's matches and the streak and stuff and i would just watch that on repeat <laughs> so undertaker was my favorite and I, that's what i remember seeing first like undertaker mm -hmm. and kane like beat up a bunch of guys or something and i was like this is cool <laughs> i mean there's nothing wrong with watching two guys just beating the crap out of someone else you know mm -hmm. in, a, in a wrestling ring so i mean so i mean you're a fan growing up it, straight out of high school are you thinking that wrestling is something you want to get involved with oh like right out of high school when i graduated i was like okay i'm gonna go to wrestling school like in september after the summer here and that's mm -hmm. exactly what i did like i graduated um 2019 and then september 2019 i went to calgary and trained with lance storm okay so and that was like actually his last class too so i was like barely got out old enough to get in his class and actually get trained front by him and what made you choose storm wrestling academy mm, it was like the He's like the biggest name like around where I lived. Like there was like indie promotions around stuff, but I didn't know about it at all. Like as a kid, like even like Carnduff was like like three hours from Regina, so like we're like I never really went to any of the independent shows or anything. I just didn't mm -hmm. really know about them. But I was like, oh, I know who Lance Storm is, and then mm -hmm. like I was just like researching and stuff, and like all these people from all over the world of went to train with him and stuff and so he seemed like a good trainer and he was it was really good foundation for everything and i'm happy i went there and got to go there so i mean you went right out of high school so you basically mm -hmm. have to pack up and move to calgary correct that's what happened yeah I, that was my first time away from home three months in calgary for the first time and i was like whoa 
driving around here is a bit different <laughs> even it's like even a lot like i've only ever really, really drove in like regina like was the biggest before that and i was like whoa i just gotta live here now mm-hmm. can't be driving this pickup truck anymore <laughs> <laughs> and i mean first day showing up to training camp i mean what's running through your head like because i mean it this whole ordeal had to be a bit of a whirlwind you know packing up moving your life you know to a different province you're 18 years old so i mean your thoughts running through your head what 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 was that like uh i was pretty nervous like i'm kind of like shy around new people anyway so i was like oh i don't really know how this is gonna go but like i wasn't I was nervous about like meeting people, but I wasn't nervous about getting in the ring and actually wrestling because I like I've just watched it so much and like I've just doing it with my buddies. I'm like, yeah, I can do this like no problem. Like and picked it up pretty easily, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like it was a lot more to it. Like I was like, oh, this there's actually a way to run the ropes. That's interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like you don't just run at them. Okay. <laughs> You're not just, work here. not just throwing yourself into the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a new, it's a new thing to know. Um, I mean, you mentioned it was the last class that he ran and I, I was reading a, a news article about one of the CWE shows that they had talked to you and you'd mentioned that I think there was only four people still going from that class. Mm-hmm. I think four or five of us, I think. Yeah. And I mean, are they still going strong today? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they all are. Um, it could be there might be another one too that's still wrestling. I, my, it was hard to count, you know. But we started with like eighteen or something, like in the class, and like by the end we had ten, mm-hmm. and then just from injuries and people deciding they didn't want to wrestle, and it's like, oh, okay, well, chose the chose a good time to decide you don't want to wrestle, like when you're already here. But yeah, it's just not for everyone, right? No, and and that's the thing. I mean, it could be something you really want to get get into, but as soon as you show up and you start taking those bumps, running the ropes, and seeing, you know, even just the cardio that's involved with what tra- mm-hmm. training might entail, I mean, it, it it really isn't for everyone. So, I mean, I know I, when I was reading that article, there was also a thing where you had mentioned that you know Lance sat you down to you know like basically tell you if he there is a future in it for you Mm -hmm. and i mean when you're sitting down having that conversation i mean what's going through your mind i mean because i like i'm thinking if that's me like my stomach is just gonna be like in knots like having this conversation Mm -hmm. yeah it's like there's still always a little bit of like worry like oh what's he gonna say but i was pretty confident like after um going through the class and stuff like i felt pretty good with how I was doing in the ring and like one of the guys was from China and like he needed to have do like a record one of his matches to like send to the promotion in China so Mm. Lance like picked me to wrestle him for it so I was like oh okay that's probably a pretty good sign that I'm doing all right so yeah yeah nice Mm -hmm. um so i mean the 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 training is three months long and i mean after that what was the next step for levi and i did you head back home did you stay in calgary for a bit um actually it was like the last day of training uh there was an rcw show that night in calgary so me and like a couple of the other guys went to that and 
we actually ended up like get thrown on the show just to get beat up by someone and then it happened that backstage was the promoter for ringside wrestling joey vendetta he was like backstage at that show and i was like talking to people i'm like yeah i'm from regina or i'm gonna probably live in regina and they're like oh that guy's got a promotion in regina i'm like okay cool so i just talked to him and he's like okay yeah we got a show coming up so like i just came to the show and helped set up and met everyone and then i got on my first show in january of the next year so so january 2020 basically 2020 yeah and that first show that was your first match as well or was the rcw one your first match uh that wasn't it wasn't a match technically i don't count at least i didn't like have my have anything figured out about myself either Mm -hmm. but it was just like a spot like where we came out and like stood up to this guy we're like yeah we're gonna beat you up and then he just beat up like five of us or something <laughs> uh but yeah I, I count my first match as that one in ringside in 2020 yeah and who was that with that was against el assassino okay yeah he chopped the heck out of me yeah. a little bit of a wake-up call after those first few yeah i mean <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like ready for the chops because people were like telling me about it. But um, it was like six chops in, like the seventh one's coming. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I just take it. I'm like, I'm going to sell this one. I don't want any more. But um, it, it definitely like looked worse than it felt at least because I was like bleeding from my chest. And people were like, oh, my God, look. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> No, no, I'll, I'll straight up ask, is that one of the hardest chops you've taken or who gets that honor? Mm, probably. I actually, like a few months ago, I wrestled um, Wrath, you know him? Uh, big guy, Alberta, yeah. He like did a big double chop on me and my whole chest was completely like bruised and that was cool. But that one didn't, it actually didn't really hurt at the time. I think in that first match was probably the most i felt it just because there were so many like in a row because mm -hmm. like when it's already chopped and like a bit a bit sore that's when the chops hurt even more i mean so 2020 you're kicking it off your first match and then i mean pandemic hits what mm -hmm. were you doing to stay busy because it's not like there were many shows going on yeah i ended up going to to like in the university and stuff and did school but oh nice yeah, that was like still pretty depressing too because it was all online and I was just like in an apartment by myself the whole time. And I was like, man, like I hit like a year. It was like a year of not wrestling at all. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> it was like probably like my last match before all that closed down was in March. And then I didn't get to wrestle again till I think June or July of the next year. So uh, over a full year over and you're having year. to sit on the sidelines and mm -hmm. it's right after you get started. Yeah, that was the worst part. And so like, I don't even count, like when people ask how long I've been wrestling, like I can't even like say I started in 2020 because like I didn't wrestle for like any of that year. So mm -hmm. I just tell people like two years, like right now. He, it's funny because whenever I talk to someone on here, like I always kind of have to like preface it with like, okay, well, let's talk pre-pandemic and now we almost have to talk post-pandemic because mm -hmm. it was a big part of everyone's lives and like you know a lot of people had to put 
their, you know, dreams, aspirations on hold until everything got figured out and yourself included. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As soon as wrestling came back, I'm like, okay, this is, this is good. This is what I want to be doing. <laughs> like school is a bit, school, it was a bit harder after that. It was like, oh, I just want to wrestle. And I'm, you've been going pretty strong for the past couple of years. You know, whether it's, you know, trying to. Yeah. I mean, in Saskatchewan right now, I mean, there's ringside that's running regularly, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, every and, month. Yeah. And so I know you're a featured part of that show. And mm -hmm. what else is the Saskatchewan landscape like at the moment? Uh, in Saskatoon, there's Prairie Pro Wrestling. They run, right now, they run every other month. Mm -hmm. um, they've got fun shows and like the crowds are hot in Saskatoon there. And then uh, every couple months or so, uh, CWE will run a tour through Saskatchewan and like go through the big cities and a few like small towns. So that's usually it for Saskatchewan. Yeah. Try to get on all of that. Oh, well, I mean, you've been you've done a few of the CWE tours. How did uh, how mm -hmm. did you get linked up with CWE? Uh. I just like was looking up what wrestling was around and they had a show in Saskatoon. So I just like showed up and like walked in and helped set up the ring. Like this was before I even had a match yet. I, think been, I might've had like one match already or something, but I like showed up and uh, Danny Duggan, the promoter, he's like, you could have just emailed, like sent your video in. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll do that. <laughs> I mean, I'll give you credit. Yeah, I mean, just you want to you want to wrestle for them, so you just show up yeah. and like, hey, I'm here to help. So I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. it's more than a lot of people do because I mean, some people yeah. just sit and wait and you know not put in that effort. Yeah, that's kind of what people told me, like in training and stuff. They're like, oh, just like just show up and help set up the ring, like be useful. And a lot of people, a lot of guys, like they end up like ring announcing or refing or something. But luckily, I didn't have to do that i just got to wrestle right away which i was happy with mm -hmm. um now i mean i know this past year um you were a part of the tony candelo northern tour the one mm -hmm. that they filmed the documentary for it yeah. was a couple weeks if i'm not mistaken uh it was it was two weeks yeah it was supposed to be two weeks and there was like two extra days or something because we had cancellations now i mean I think anyone in Canada who's familiar with wrestling is familiar with those tours. There's been mm -hmm. so many stars that have gone on to do it. How did this all come to be? Like, let's give us the almost play by play, like your, like your experience doing it. Because I like, for me, I find this, like these things to be incredibly fascinating because it's such an integral part of like wrestling and doing things in smaller communities that don't get wrestling that they like, they don't get anything like this. Mm hmm so you just want me to go through like the whole like experience on the tour or like yeah. up to it like yeah what it was like you know being a part of it and just you know your overall thoughts on it mm -hmm. it it was like really cool and like a really fun time actually i was expecting it to be like a lot more brutal from stories i'd heard and i know like other other ones have been a lot worse we were like pretty lucky in the fact that in some most of the communities like they would bring us they gave us like food or like they had like food for us to like go by like at this one it was like god's river i think we were stuck there for five days and um 
the whole time like they brought us like soup on the first night we got pizza and then turns out there was like a hunter's shack nearby with a shower and like oh. they made food and they let us like get some of the buffet it was like wow this is this is a lot better than i was expecting like i brought like a whole hockey bag full of like food and by the end by the end of the tour i still had all like almost all my canned food that i brought and i was like oh well now i gotta just eat this canned food at home what the heck <laughs> you were really prepared then when it comes like really... food wise then yeah i brought i made out a whole like day by day meal by meal plan of what mm -hmm. i was going to eat and then like on the second day like it's or it was even like the first night we after the show we got we went out and like got supper at this place and i'm like okay we'll cross that meal off and then the next day uh i think the next day i had i like ate what i had and then um it was the the next show after that was when we were stuck in for five days and they just kept kept giving us opportunities for food and stuff and like i brought a bunch of canned stuff and then i like froze a bunch of meals like i had like like probably like six chicken meals and like six pork chop meals, like all frozen. And mm -hmm. um, it was the last day of the tour. I ate my last frozen chicken meal. So I didn't have to go into all my like canned stuff. Really. Mm -hmm. It was, I was like so lucky and like, I thought we were going to have to boil water in all the towns and stuff, but I'll, I would just ask Tony Cadell, I was like, is the water good here? And he's just like, yeah, just drink it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I never got sick. So I was like, wow, this is really easy. So at, at least Tony was keeping you on the straight and narrow there. Yeah. You're too off path. Mm -hmm. I, and I mean, that recent tour, I know they filmed a documentary about it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there were wrestlers from, I mean, Alberta, because I know the Matriarch was on there. Yeah. I mean, yourself, there was wrestlers. I think uh, Bobby Shink was on there. So I mean, mm -hmm. The Prairie Provinces all had representatives there to go into these small towns. Mm -hmm. It was cool, like just going around and, um, like Bob, Bobby Shake was the only one I knew like before the show. So like I, well before the tour, I didn't actually know anyone who was going to be on the tour before. So I was like <laughs> worried. I was like, oh, like who's going to be on this this tour? Like, am I going to like know anyone or get along? And Bobby Schick was the first one. I was like, oh, I know him, so I'll talk to him. But then mm -hmm. everyone else on the tour, too, like, actually talking to them more and, like, being with them. And, like, they were all really cool. Like like you said, the matriarch, she's she was really cool. And uh, the Eskimofo, Desi mm -hmm. there, he's, like, from Northwest Territories, and they brought him in. And he's, like, a real funny dude. Yeah. So like we all got along and made the worst part of the tour probably would have been like the truck drives and stuff. And that was what I was really worried about. But we all like got along and we like drive together and we're joking the whole time. And it just made it all like fly by. And like I by the end of the tour, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> it, it's funny how like that's, you know, what you can kind of like develop on in those, you know, car rides, the relationships. I mean, when you're stuck with someone driving to these small towns, I mean it's it's good that you can at least get along because i mean it'd really be shitty if you're hating the person you're sitting next to yeah exactly or they like smell bad or something that would suck <laughs> <laughs> especially like we're most of the time is like three of us in the back seat of the truck and then two in the front like the truck i was in we were like the most packed truck i think another one there was only four of them but mm -hmm. we had we always had five crammed in our truck 
I, I like drove half the time though so like i was okay i was like i would rather just drive on these roads than be stuck in the back and like it was actually like the second day or something i think we had a long drive like first like drive through like actually through the bush bumpy roads and stuff and mm-hmm. uh like actually like two of us got sick so uh, from... it was actually from just just car sick like oh, okay just nauseous and stuff so it was like uh the matriarch sage she was like she was getting sick and then um so she got sick so they let her sit in the front and then like i'm sitting in the back and i'm like oh god i feel really sick but she she already like almost threw up so she can have the front seat but we're just bumping bumping i'm like trying to bring up a conversation with uh desi he's driving and then like he says something and i'm like stop the car and i like jump out and throw up and he's like man he, he didn't didn't like what i said there i'm like yeah okay <laughs> uh, now i'll put you on the spot with this one i mean who had the worst musical taste on the drive mm, i don't know i didn't really didn't really hate the music <laughs> of anyone like it was usually just me or the matriarch or desi would play music uh i mean probably to like everyone else, I probably had the worst taste in music because I'm like playing like my my pretty heavy metal stuff, and, like mm-hmm. getting like some deathcore, and like <laughs> they're just all like, uh, and I'm just like, don't worry, you'll your kids will like it or whatever, like Back to the Future, but um, I was like happy they let me play music. Sometimes I was like, yeah, I get to listen to my music now, and like put on like some metal song, and like took my hair out and started headbanging and it was funny because like everyone's like oh man the car smells so much better now because i'd like washed my hair like the day before <laughs> i was like oh okay um what like how, how did it come to be was it candelo that reached out to you about doing the tour uh it was wavel star actually okay so i got to do like one of candelo's shows just in winnipeg one time because like mm-hmm someone dropped out so they like asked me and i was like yeah of course and i like came out and then i like did a few more shows and like wavel's like yeah you want to go on the death tour i'm like yeah yeah and then like tony even asked me too he's like you want to be on you want to be on tv and i'm like yeah doing what he's like wrestling idiot <laughs> and i'm like okay yeah of course <laughs> that was like the documentary and i was mm-hmm. like that's awesome would you do another one of those tours yeah i think so like yeah Maybe next year we'll see. <laughs> I know, like, um, even all of us that were just on it last year, like we've been, we were talking, and like they want, we want to do like a little reunion, I guess. Get on it again next year, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, I mean, just from pictures posted on social media and stuff, it seemed like you guys really got along well. That it was a mm-hmm. good crew there. So, I mean, that's really like to me, that's really something special there. Yeah, really, like we were really all connected when we were stuck in that one school for like five days and had nothing to do, but like talk to each other. <laughs> it's like, there's no wrestling to focus on. Like, especially cause, um, we had like cancellation and stuff. So that's why we were stuck in it for those extra days. So we just had nothing to do on those days. So we're just hanging out and we, we just got so bored. We like even made our own like little, little horror movie. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. Sweet death. <laughs> all about I, Bobby Shig syrup. Have you seen it? I, I saw the someone posted it showed up on my feed. I haven't watched it yet because I was like, 
slightly unsure that I found out more about it that I'm like, okay, this is, you know, legit. So Yeah. I play I play the the Mountie Constable Joey in that. And I like I'm discovering all the people as they're dying. Spoilers, but I won't say anymore. <laughs> You'll have to check it out. Sweet Death 2023 on YouTube. It could be nominated for a <laughs> whatever the Canadian equivalent of the Academy Awards is. You never yeah, know. I'm I'm expecting that uh, best actor nomination at least. <laughs> I mean, so you wrap up the Northern tour, and I mean, it, it seemed was that before your uh, dark appearance in Winnipeg? It was, was before. It was yeah. Before. So then you do the dark appearance, and I mean, it was you and Jesse V? Yep, that's right. Facing off against Dustin Reynolds and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to ask, because I mean, I'm sure uh, Dustin Reynolds, he's someone that you were watching growing up. So what's it like? This is a guy you've seen tons of matches of, and then you're standing across the ring from him in a pretty packed arena, and you guys are having a match for dark. Yeah, it was like so cool, and like I – it was like pretty nerve wracking. Like I realized after the fact, like I said, like I was so out of breath because I guess I'd been holding my breath the whole time. Cause it's like, don't mess up. You're in there with gold dust. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like before the match, just talking to him. I'm like, I want to take all of his moves. Like <laughs> I at least got, he like did the drop punch. I was like, yes, I get to take that. And I took his finish. The, like that spinning suplex thing. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, you'll take my finish. And he's like, He's like explaining to me. I'm just like, yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> Afterwards, were you able to talk to him? Like, mm-hmm. did he tell you what he th- his thoughts on the match? Anything like that? Yeah, he was happy with it. Uh, didn't like have too much to say. Just like felt everything was good. And like I took good bumps. I actually talked to him a little bit before. He was like, he's like, it's so cold here. How do people live here? And I'm just like, well, it gets even gets just as hot as texas in the summer too so it's mm-hmm. just it's just where we're stuck i guess yeah i mean the, I, win- the winters suck but the uh, the summers are just as hot as anywhere so yeah i prefer the winter over the summer because like you know you, you see me i can't go outside like i had to take my dog for a walk today and put sunscreen on so <laughs> i've got a a hell of a farmer tan going on right now so i mean everything above sleeve it's it it could rival you right now so (laughs) yeah i really especially like wrestling shirtless and stuff i have to make sure i don't get that farmer's tag because it'll be really noticeable i guess that's like that's one thing i've never put thought into but i mean i guess you have to be like always thinking about stuff like that yeah i got like some long sleeve shirts i can wear out in the sun like they're thin material so i won't get hot in them and i've been wearing those i'm like these are perfect (laughs) so i mean okay you did the dark match you wrestled that one and then regina gets a collision and Mm -hmm. you're part of the roh tapings it was you um Michael Allen, Richard Clark, and I'm forgetting the name of your partner. Uh, is Evan Rivers. Oh, yes, Evan Rivers, mm-hmm. uh, the Northern Star. Um, and you guys faced off against the Righteous, and I saw that clothesline bump you took, <laughs> and that was something else. Holy yeah, shit. even even like I got home that night, and like I like my dad was in the crowd, so he recorded the match, and I like watched it back, and even when I seen that clothesline bump, I was like, oh my god, how did I do that? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't get over that. I mean, I like there was a, a little bit less people there than Winnipeg, correct? 
Mm-hmm, I think so, but mm-hmm. still a pretty cool, like good crowd, I'd say, and just cool to like be out there. So, I mean, is there a difference when it comes to like your experience with the dark as opposed to ROH? Are you given more feedback after you do ROH, or was it pretty much the same? Mm, I think it it was like pretty much the same. It kind of just depends on who you're in there with. Like some some of the guys will be more like interested in like talking to you and saying stuff like giving you tips mm-hmm. at the end but like if if i just wrestled gold dust and he doesn't want to talk too much after the match i'm like okay that's fine like yeah he's been through a lot so he doesn't have to really worry about it but he i can't i like talked to him after the match and he was like yeah that was good and like but like this roh one talked to them quite a bit after too and they were thought everything was good that's good i know like if i'm not mistaken vincent had done some of the cwe tours before mm-hmm. so i think he was pretty familiar with you know western canada yeah we were talking with him about that about those yeah about him doing those tours and then uh jimmy jacobs was backstage too and he just did a tour and mm-hmm. i like got to wrestle him in Carnduff. Mm-hmm. so like i got to wrestle in my hometown it was pretty cool and then, so that was cool like seeing him there too because he obviously remember me because we just were on the tour like a month before so mm-hmm. then we were talking with with vincent there too about all the the tours with cwe that has to make things like obviously i'm going to assume that you're nervous regardless heading into a, a situation mm-hmm. like that because i mean i think it's only natural to be but i mean when you see those familiar faces there and you know you're able to have those conversations it must take a little bit of a weight off your shoulders yeah it does and like even just some of the other guys that are there as extras like that you know are good to because you're just sitting there like backstage for so long too Mm because you have to come in pretty early and you just kind of sit around and wait and then you you sometimes you don't even get anything you're just sitting around but that's just time to like hang out Mm -hmm. and like just see who's see what's around look around see all the the guys you see on tv walking around it's like okay yeah, just keep your head down, you know, and you know, don't keep, don't stand out too much. Keep my head up and my mustache out, maybe. There you I, go. I, I try to try to stand out a little bit, <laughs> except except when they want want security, and I'm like a little bit too tall and stand out too much. They're like, okay, we'll use everyone else but you. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, you mentioned the the show in Carnduff against Jimmy Jacobs. I, I'm gonna I'm not saying this to be rude, but I'm gonna assume that Carnduff isn't a huge hotbed for wrestling shows coming. No, through. no. Was that one of the first ones to be there? Um, that was that was the third third show I think we no fourth one actually. We've done we've done four shows in Carnduff now with CWE. The first one was in was in 2021 i think okay that was in summer of 2021 that was the first show there and like that was like the first one like danny duggan just asked me he's like think we could do a show in your hometown i'm like yeah why not that'd be cool Mm -hmm. and like we had it in the rink where i used to play hockey so we're all getting changed in the change rooms and go up the stairs out to the where the ice would be it was like kind of cool like be back there and just brought wrestling and like everyone from the towns like out to see me like we had a pretty good crowd too and like it was i was it was so nervous the first show because i didn't know how it was gonna go like who how many people were gonna get and the whole night 
like just felt so long mm-hmm. and like finally had my match and i was like that was that was so awesome and then the we had like two more the next year and just one this year and those shows have just like gone by like pretty slick and fun i think mm-hmm. it's still getting the same sort of turnout there for uh for the shows uh, pretty close like yeah the first one was obviously i think like the best one because everyone's like oh wrestling's here let's go watch levi wrestle right mm-hmm. but uh getting into a few more it's sometimes and especially in the summer too when we're doing it we have to do them in the summer because the ice isn't in the rink and yeah people are out doing stuff all the time too so it's sometimes hard to get people to come in for wrestling but we do pretty decent they're not they're definitely not wrestling crowds though so um sometimes like i don't mean to sound like uh like bragging here but like they they don't really react much until i come out just because they know me (laughs) they're like oh that's levi let's cheer now but i kind of feel bad like especially this year like some of the guys were like really working hard to like work the crowd and just like not much at all from them yeah i mean for some fans it's like it's a night out and you know they it could be their first show they're they're taking it and they don't know what to expect you know mm-hmm. you hope that you can have those fans keep coming back become more comfortable there and you know they cheer and boo and be a part of the show as well and, and that's basically what you hope for mm-hmm. yeah one of them we had a lot more kids and like the kids like really got into it they're like storming the ring and stuff we had to, like push them <laughs> back and i was like this is good <laughs> it just takes a gaggle of eight-year-olds to get the crowd hyped up. Yeah. Now, I mean, CWE is currently on tour through Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. I know the Mounties there. Um, there's there's two luchadors from Mexico, Soul and X Devil, who've been a part of the shows as well. And I know we talked a little bit off uh, off air about it, but how have the shows been going so far? They've been going pretty good so far. I've just been on the one in Weyburn, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'll be on Yorkton tomorrow and Regina on Saturday, but just going from Weyburn and like from what I've seen, they've been going pretty good, I think. And the matches have felt pretty good. We've been on, been going on time. It was definitely like really hot in Weyburn though, like very sweaty, even just in the change room, like sweating Mm -hmm. before you even get out there. Uh, It's nuts right now. This heat wave that we're all going through. I mean, this is, um, you know, global warming at its finest, and it's oh, it's a scary thing. Yeah, the show in Yorkton actually is outside, so I gotta <laughs> prepare for that one. <laughs> so you're busting up the SPF 70 and hoping yeah, for the best, very yeah. much. <laughs> um, now, I mean, like we've talked about some of the matches you've been a part of, and I mean, are there any others that really stand out to you? Because I mean, I know you and Thrill and Dylan have had quite the feud. I think with Ringside. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like you and Michael Allen, Richard Clark are battling back and forth nonstop when you're not teaming up on ROH. So, I mean, <laughs> what what's really stood out to you? Uh, those matches with Clark and Saskatoon have felt pretty good. Like, those are like oh, those are pretty fun, and like we've getting getting more time and more of a spotlight on us for those matches. It just feels good for me because. I've been like, oh, I've just been like the new guy for a little bit. So now it's like, feels good to be getting more chances a bit higher up on the card and like actually having more of a storyline. Like same with in ringside, those matches with Thrill and Dylan for the, for the belt. Like when I won it, that was like a good match for me. 
I felt that one was really good. And like the crowd was like really getting into it and they really, they really were happy when I won. And I was like, that's awesome. Like just when I got the three and they're cheering, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I could be wrong, but I think one of my listeners, uh, Dave Cote was posting pictures of that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I was very stoked when I saw that you, uh, you picked up the victory in that one. So that's his first name drop on the podcast. So there you go, Dave. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, go ahead if there's any others. Um, hmm. It's kind of, I've had some, some good, good, like my first, I wrestled uh, Bucky McGraw a lot and Regina, like he was like my first like feud. Like we just like kept wrestling all the time. Like we ended mm-hmm. up some way, like we'd be in each other. So like wrestling him a lot was really like my first matches and like learned like how to, how to work and stuff and it was like good experience like always felt good wrestling him and like now whenever we wrestle it's like okay this is just back to they were like we're like batman batman and the joker in ringside right now we just keep getting back in each other's business like even now um in september i gotta defend my title against him and his partner cannonball kelly in a triple threat so that's basically gonna be a two-on-one but yeah gonna do my best there try to work them against each other maybe Mm -hmm. um i mean last month i know you wrestled at lpw was that your first match with love pro wrestling that was my second actually um i think in february i had i did a match for them that was like a five person scramble match that was my first one and then just this one was a tag match yeah you and mo jabari teamed up Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that that was a fun match. Mm-hmm. I took and some pretty big bumps in that match too. So you did. I mean, I, I was watching live, and I mean, first thing I noticed, I saw you and uh, Mo Jabari, and I was like, "All right, I could get behind this tag team." So, yeah, cho- chocolate and vanilla—that's us. Yeah, you guys can't go wrong with that. <laughs> um, being a part of a scramble match, I mean, there's so many moving parts mm-hmm. to something like that. I mean, like what what's being a part of something like that like? Yeah, it was pretty, like, like, uh, kind of hard to like get it all set up, like figuring out what you're gonna do. It's like, where can I fit in this move? And like, mm-hmm. I gotta be ready for this part. But they had me like, I was kind of for like the middle section. I was kind of like in control and stuff. So like, I just got to do whatever for that bit and just like dance around. And, like that was the easy part. And um i got to get a few things in like i got to basically just hit my main things i wanted to and like that was basically it and like everyone else kind of figures out like someone else would kind of be like the head leader and like figure out how the spots are all going to work together and i'm like yeah these are what i want to do though (laughs) (laughs) as uh, like we've talked about the first half of 2023 for you it's been incredible like any goals for the rest of the year before before we head into 2024 Mm, I definitely like to get even more bookings outside of Saskatchewan. I'd like to even go out east a bit. Uh, I haven't been out to like Ontario or any there before, but that would be like really cool. I've actually got like friends that live in Nova Scotia, and it's like just talking to like I would like to go wrestle out there just so they could see me. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I think. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that's the one 
complaint like about wrestling in Canada is that it's so spread out all of mm-hmm. the major cities and everything that it's different. It's not like in the States where you could, you know, you know, do three different cities in a weekend and you're only traveling, you know, like four hours. So no, uh, yeah, I just did like Edmonton and then a show for CWE in Manitoba, like the next day. And I had to drive 12 and a half hours in between. Oh, that's gotta be tough. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty tough, but I mean, like it's wrestling, right? I was like, yeah. I had, had like agreed to one first. And I'm like, okay, I can make it work. So I'll do both these shows. And it worked out that, I mean, coming back from Edmonton, I got to stay in Regina and got like maybe an hour or two hours of sleep and then drive out another five hours to Manitoba for that show. Mm-hmm. And then we drove back to Regina too. So it was even more it was like a lot of driving because we drove we left regina the the day of that edmonton show so we drove all the way to edmonton did that show left back to regina right after then i got like an hour or two of sleep and then drove five hours to manitoba worked that show and drove back to regina again I think I had messaged you that day too on Instagram, like just because because so. I had watched your match and it was like you had the CWE show and I didn't even think that it was like mm-hmm. that you'd have to like you know do that drive and I'm just like now that you mentioned it, I was like, damn man, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely had to have a a break day the the day after. Just had yeah. to just had to like lay around most of the day, especially uh, the sleep. <laughs> oh yeah i mean it, it's funny the toll like just driving can take on you like i mean mm-hmm. it's not like you're doing much but it's like the mental process of being like the focus you have to have and i mean you're you're watching out for you know deers running across and you know your speed and all of these little things you know it can do a mm-hmm. number on you yeah i was lucky enough to be traveling with some other guys so i didn't have to drive the whole time which made mm-hmm. it better but even then, like I have trouble sleeping in the car and stuff anyway, so I didn't get much mm-hmm. sleep, but at least I wasn't having to drive the whole time because that would have made yeah. it a lot worse, definitely. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, I got a couple more for you that I'm going to let mm-hmm. you go. Um, I like to ask everyone for a match recommendation. So one that you yourself are a fan of, you know, it can be of mm-hmm. anybody, but that you think that the listener should go check out. Um, let's see. I definitely I'm trying to think of an Undertaker match. Maybe Undertaker versus Mankind in the Boiler Room Brawl. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was one on my Undertaker DVD. I was like, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mankind's just sitting in the Boiler Room. And Undertaker just goes and starts fighting them. And then it's like, you win the match by going to the ring. It's like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just kind of explain it as it's going on. Just just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what mm-hmm. sticks, and that's a that's a solid one. I like that yeah. one. I haven't seen it in a while, but you know, recommend something something different. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, I know we talked off off air a little bit, and I know you're you're trying to get more active in the social media. So, for the listeners, if they're not already following you, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Levi underscore Knight, and I have a Facebook. Uh, it's my real name, Levi Day. <laughs> if you yeah that's 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 a real thing my real name is levi day my work name is levi knight 
Solid. Yeah. People always uh, laugh when I sell them that. <laughs> but I uh, try no, to get the Facebook changed, but they like it, changed it to my real name on me. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> now, I mean, no Twitter yet? Nothing like that? No, I haven't really gone on Twitter yet. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Instagram's like the main one. And now, for upcoming shows, I mean, by the time this airs, it'll be a couple weeks into August. So, what's coming up okay. end of summer, beginning of September for you? Uh, end of August, I got I got a few shows for Ringside um, in September. I won't have don't have too much booked that far ahead yet, but mm-hmm. August I got um, there's a Prairie Pro Wrestling show in August, August nineteenth. Me and Michael Allen Richard Clark are gonna have a two out of three falls match on that one. So nice. We're looking forward to that one, mm-hmm. and then. Going into October, I'm going to be on Winnipeg Pro Wrestling there. Mm-hmm. They booked me in October to be out there. Like They've been doing some good shows, so I'm excited to be on that. Mm-hmm. Solid. Levi, thank you so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate you joining me. Mm, no problem. It's a fun time. Thank you so much to Levi for joining me here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Like I had mentioned to him, I appreciate him taking time out of his day to join me. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. That is the smoke detector going off in the house. So, I mean, you know, it's okay. It's not burning down just yet. Up on Twitter, up on all social media platforms, uh, email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me every weekend up on Love Wrestling doing four exposure with my good friend Plugo as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. It's a lot of fun. You do not want to miss it. Also, check out the other programs up on Love Wrestling. Hit up the Patreon for some incredible content up on there. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.